uh, be muting everybody out here in a minute, but before I do, uh, I want you to know that I don't have any property information sheets here uh, that, that anybody sent me today, so uh, be thinking about if you happen to have some deals that you want to work on. And if not, of course, this is a Q&A call. Looks like I'm going to have to mute everybody out just to continue chattering. Um, a little bit of etiquette when you get on these calls. Remember, when you dial in, everybody's listening to your conversation. So the best thing you can do for us is to keep them down in the background. No screaming kids and chattering and so forth. I've muted you out, but when I do that, then we can't um, have a free uh, conversation amongst ourselves. So I have no choice but to mute you. And our operator, John, is standing by. If uh, you got a question, you got to hit star zero. That'll get you into John. John will put you in the queue, and we will um, take them in order. And John, would you please alert me whenever you get someone in the queue so that I'll know that they're waiting, and we'll do the best we can to keep maintain some order here. Um, so go ahead and get in the queue now with your questions. If you have some deals that you want to discuss, you can quickly give me the ARV and the asking on it and the loan amount, and we can do it orally. I don't have to have the property information sheet in front of me here, although it certainly makes it easier for uh, me. Uh, didn't get any in today. I think my staff was a little late getting out the reminder. On the other hand, if you guys would just uh, make yourself a note, get out your planner, get out your electronic gadget, get out whatever it is you use, and remember that on the second Monday of every month, we have this call at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It hasn't changed in a year now, and it won't, so... Just remember, second Monday of the month, 7 p.m., go ahead and put it in your calendar right now. Get your planner out and fill out the rest of the year with them, and then you won't miss getting those property information sheets in to me so that I can work with you on the call and um, help you get through some of these deals. We've got several people actually do deals from the calls, and I know this because they sent me letters to that effect. So it's in your best interest to take a little time, call a few prospects before the call, Fill out a few property information sheets and be prepared for the call. And uh, you never know when I'll help you to turn up a deal. I mean, gosh, I've got a letter today, just today, from a feller who uh, started uh, a few years ago, stopped, got hung up into the recession, and now he's done some uh, paper deals, and he's made $740,000 since the first part of this year alone. And those are the kind of letters that I like to get from folks, get their head back in the game, get them back in the game, because... I mean, crap, it's easy to get out of the game, all the pressures on us that are out there right now and the, all of the financial stress that most people have suffered in the past five or six years. So it's time to get back in the game if you've been out, and it's time to really get in the game. If you're just getting in, it's time to get in, do it right, learn the basics, and systemize this thing and automate it so that we can actually take advantage of the massive revenue that's out there waiting on you. So I'm here to help you with this call. My job for the next hour is to um, field your questions, talk about your deals, and talk about whatever that it is you want to talk about. So, again, if you got questions, get in the queue right now. Hit star zero, and John will let you in the queue, and I'll take them in order. If you got deals, do the same thing. And if you don't have questions or deals, this is going to be a short call tonight. So, John, do we have uh, anybody in the queue yet? Just give me one moment while I grab them. All right. I'll tell you what, while John's doing that, let me go ahead and get you guys' calendars updated here. If you'll get something to write on here, I'll tell you what's going on, so at least you'll have some dates handy. I am doing a um, dealathon here in Jacksonville. That's a FISBO dealathon on the 19th and the 20th. 
if uh, I think we have one spot left in that, I believe that's a maximum of 10 where we sit and call FISBOs for two days. You have to have attended the Quick Start School to qualify for that. Uh, for you West Coasters, I'm going, it looks like we're going to be doing a fast track, an all-day fast track out in L.A. on the 28th and possibly another one somewhere in California on the 29th of July, if you want to make that note. In August, I'll be at the Quick Start School. Oops, missed, missed Baltimore. At the end of uh, June, I'll be in Baltimore at the Quick Start School on the 28th through the 1st of July. A four-day Quick Start School there I'll personally be teaching. Now we jump over to August, and I'll be in um, uh, L.A. on the 15th through the 18th at the Quick Start School. And I'll be doing an, our information and Internet marketing boot camp here in Jacksonville on the 23rd through the 26th of August, which is a very, very powerful event. You guys should all get some information on that. Why don't you take a good hard look at it? We're only doing one. And if you're really looking for income streams, sitting at home, online and offline, and you want to learn how to grow on a, a brick-and-mortar business of any type, or you want to start a business, or if you want to learn how to buy and sell a business, and how to uh, raise the marketing on it to increase the value of it so that you can sell it and make a nice profit. We're going to cover all of that in that event. Plus, we're going to have uh, Bob Sercosta from HSN will be there as well looking for products to put on television. So it's going to be a really cool event, guys. Look out for your um, uh, webinars and um, uh, emails on that event. Again, that's August 23rd through the 26th. And if I were you, I'd probably just make a note of those dates right now while I'm thinking about it. And, as soon as we get you some information and you see what it really is, uh, make a note to be there. And um, just for your information, my restaurant will be open by then, so we'll be dining at a fabulous restaurant with fabulous food. In fact, um, we'll be open before at the Delathon in July as well, for those of you who might be coming to that. And in September, we're going to do a commercial boot camp in Vegas, uh, 19th, 20, 21, and 22. Commercial in Las Vegas, the only one this year, and I'll be doing a couple of uh, workshops, uh, one in Chicago on the 8th, and one in Minnesota on the, Minneapolis on the 15th, and one in Atlanta on the 14th. So that'll carry us enough into the year. All right, John, who you got on the line right now? We are waiting for John. I'm sorry. My talk was off. Um, okay. First, we have Ray. Ray, go ahead. Ray? Yes, from California. Ray from California. Where at California, Ray? Northern California, up in the Bay Area, San Francisco area. Okay. All right. Here was the question, and this has come up several times on different properties. I'll have a, a seller who has a, a lien on the property. Let me give you one I'm working on right now where they have a $500,000 lien. Property has a value of about six fifty. This a mortgage, Ray? It has a it has about five hundred thousand mortgage. Mortgage, okay. Uh huh. And he'd he'd like to sell it for about six fifty, and he's willing to do that. And I could find a buyer for him for about the six fifty. But um, can he do like a wraparound or a seller financing or something like that after a down payment that was paid to him or anything like that? Or how would that best be structured? Well, Ray, you got to clear me up here a little bit because I'm a little okay. lost on your question. All right. All right. First, the guy of all the guy owns the property, and he owes the five hundred. Correct. And he wants six fifty. Correct. Uh, and you, do you want to buy this property from him, or just do an axe deal and put it on a contract and flip it? 
um, would rather flip it to a, uh, a new buyer, but is it possible for that new buyer or for, for the seller to provide financing to the new buyer on kind of a wraparound loan? Yes, it is possible. Uh, he can do either. He can do at least purchase it to the new seller, or he can do a wrap. Frankly, you don't care which if you're going to do a ax deal because all you're going to get out of it is the down payment and or the deposit if it's a lease purchase when you plug that buyer in. Right. So If I, if I was going to do a wraparound loan mm-hmm. to him, mm-hmm. what what paperwork would I need? Is there anything you don't, special? You don't need to worry about it because you're not producing that paperwork. That's what attorneys do. All right. So here's your here's what you have to find out from the seller. Okay. Which frankly is right on your property information sheet. If you asked if you asked, well, it's designed for for it being free and clear, but really you just need to ask the guy, would you be willing to sell it and take back owner financing and do a wrap on it? And if he doesn't know what that means, you kind of got to explain to him. You know, if I I'll, I if uh, I'll agree to buy it from you, and then I will um, find a buyer that you approve, and we'll, and I'll assign my contract to them, and then you sell it to them on uh, with owner financing. That may bother him because it could trigger the due on sale clause. At least it could in his mind. The lender's not going to call a loan due, but they can. They truly can because tra- a title does transfer if he sells it with owner financing. You understand that? Mm-hmm. Right. So he might not be willing to live with that. Do you know how long it takes to foreclose in California? Um. 90 days minimum. Uh, okay. In fact, I think it's a little bit longer than 90 days minimum. Well, that's actually rather short. So uh, a, a long recovery period would not be the issue here, so that might not bother him so much because, you know, it could take a good half of that or more to evict a tenant. So um, if that does bother him, then you simply switch into the lease purchase mode. Okay, well, I'll lease purchase it then, and then I'll find a tenant buyer that and let you approve them, and, and I'll sign the contract to them, and I'll just take whatever I can get out of them, and they'll make the payments directly to you till they get you cashed out. Uh, under a lease purchase like that, would we pick up a uh, any kind of a down payment for the seller to pick to no. pay him? No, seller's not going to get a down payment if you enter the deal. All right. But if I did a wrap, he could get a down payment. Yes. And in the recording of that. Would I record it? If I record it as a sale, then his lender is going to pick it up probably. Not necessarily, because it's not like lenders go checking title every now and then just to see if they've transferred ownership. Right. The truth is, if he does a wrap, he's going to continue making the payment. His lender should never even get wind of it. All right, and then I just record the, I guess. You don't record, record anything. Oh, you don't? That's what you have attorneys for. Oh, but, I mean, he would record that, yes. No, he doesn't record anything either. The attorneys record the proper documentation as required by law. Okay. That's not for you to be concerned about. I got gotcha. you. Okay. You, you know, the only pay, let's say he sells it to you with owner financing. Mm-hmm. You need one purchase and sale agreement right off of my website, right off of my Gold Club site. It's two pages one uh, on one sheet of paper. And, and, of course, you should check with your attorney, and if he's got one, the purchase and sale agreement that he likes better, fine. That's all you need is a simple purchase and sale agreement. That and agreement must give you the right to assign that agreement. Mm-hmm. Now, let's say he, he, he'll sell it for $25,000 down. Now you just go out into the marketplace, find somebody to give you $50,000 down. 
you keep the 25 and he gets 25. So really you're assigning your contract for 25 grand. Exactly. exactly. Now, let's say he does a lease purchase. He, if he does a lease purchase, then he's going to have to take little or nothing, and usually it's nothing as a deposit. But he can get retail price. You see, you could uh, lease purchase it from him for 650 and go get somebody to give you fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars as a non-refundable deposit uh, or as an assignment fee. If it's an assignment fee, it won't count toward their purchase. But if it's uh, if you do it correctly, they can. Uh, you can sell it to them for six seventy-five, and twenty-five of it can go toward their down payment. Am I losing you here? Nope, I follow you. I understand. All right. Well, you got to handle it differently if your buyer wants their down payment to credit. Or if, they're to, if they give you money and they want it credited toward their down payment, you can't call it an assignment fee. Right, right. If it's an assignment fee, the lender won't accept it as money paid as uh, toward the purchase price. Gotcha. Uh, surprisingly enough, many buyers could care less. Now, let me. can I ask you one other question? Mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question about your mentoring program? Sure. Um, I'm interested in your mentoring program, and I've, I've closed, I guess, three or four of these deals, and I, I pretty much understand the process. But I need to have someone that can I can talk to and who's got more experience than me. And I thought, well, your mentoring program sounded like what I needed to get involved in, but I didn't know who to, what what mentors you had available, or how that was set up, or what to do next on that kind of a thing. Well. First, you uh, tell us that you're in, and we'd probably assign you the wolves who live in Phoenix and who clearly understand your area uh, because, frankly, they're, 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 we have uh, two, three mentors that are really, really, really top-notch, and the wolves are one of those three. Well, I saw on one of your, I think it was in your, your mentoring magazine or on one of your things recently that someone gave a recommendation for them. Well, uh, that's because they get the job done, and they won't leave you alone, and until you start getting checked, <laughs> they, I'm telling you, uh, she, she'll, she'll put you in your place if you if you don't produce. And that's so what, why. What do I need to do to hook up with those good folks? Well, instead of having everybody else on the line who could care less about this, just give me your phone number if you don't mind. I'll have my staff call you tomorrow on it. All right, it's nine two five. Yep. Three one eight. Yep. Four five six two. And your first and last name? Ray Newby. N e w b y. All right. Well, Ray, we're going to make you not a newbie anymore. Good. I love it. I'll have somebody call you tomorrow, Ray. Good, Ron. Thank you. I really appreciate your help. Yes, sir. All right. Okay, uh, John, we got somebody else in the queue. Yes, we do. Next we have Dave. Dave, go ahead. Dave, where are you from? Uh, Dave in Indianapolis, Indiana. Indianapolis. All right. Yeah. I yeah. Uh, I have a couple of uh, lead sheets I'd like to uh, go Dave, over. Dave, are you on a speakerphone? Uh, sound quality is horrible for some reason. No, I'm not on a speakerphone. Let me let me see if I, I can get it better here. And, guys, I'm in a thunderstorm down here in Jacksonville, Florida, so if I lose you, I'll come right back as soon as our generator kicks on the electric again. Uh, We are really getting some rain down here. We've had about uh, 20 inches of rain here in the last two weeks. So we went from a drought to a flood. 
You there? Dave? I think we lost Dave. It seemed like we lost Dave. All right. Yes. Well, why don't you put somebody else in the queue? He'll find his way back. Okay. Next, we have Robert. Robert, go ahead. All right, Robert, where are you from? Um, I'm from Wisconsin, but I'm calling you from Tampa, Florida. All right. Is that where you live in now? Uh, well, I've owned a home here for about eight years, and I want to sell it. I want to lease option it. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, uh, I got 130000 uh, on the mortgage, and uh, I want to lease it out just to cover the mortgage to give me some space to c clear out some uh, debts. Uh -huh. um, I want to know what would be the proper approach on okay. this. Uh, what do you think it's worth? What, what would it praise for right now? Probably about a hundred and ten. Okay. Well, I won't stop you from leasing it out for the loan balance. We do it all the time on the AX deals. Okay. But you're going to have to probably do a long-term lease on it now. And ten years? I, I, well, and since you own it, and since we don't have any seller to appease here, why don't you just do it for five years? Because I, okay. think, I think any buyer would uh, reasonably believe that the equity will catch back up and get that thing financed uh, in five okay. years. And here's another alternative for you. You can always add an addendum that if they go and want to apply for a loan anytime between now and the five years and it doesn't appraise for enough, that you okay. will cooperate in a short sale to get it discounted down to whatever it appraises for. Oh, I didn't thought about that. And that, that makes okay. it pretty easy to sell to the to the buyer and get them to take it one, over. Uh, one little side factor to this is that we're in a golf community and we have kind of heavy association fees. How much? There's a 314 uh, a month. Well, but do they get to play golf? I mean, what do they get for that? Well, it, uh, they get to play golf and uh, use the amenities of the, the country club and everything. Well, then what the heck? All you need is a golfer. Yeah, yeah. You, you know as well as I do, those golfing freaks, they don't care what it costs. They're going to go play. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I used to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All you got to do is convince me that we can get another three yards out of the club. And have, what's what's another two hundred dollars for a club? What difference does it make? You know. Yeah. One yeah. one extra little question. Uh, yeah. Do you think I can? Uh, I've got. I'm going to have about a twelve hundred and fifty dollar payment on this. Is that with the dues? Uh, can I bump that? No, uh, I said. Does that include the dues? Uh, yes. Oh, that's no problem. That's no problem. Okay. Now, you just make sure that all your buyers know that 314 of it is all that association dues so that they can have this classy place to live or in this golf environment. You won't have a problem with that. Yeah, okay. Not at all. Sounds good. In fact, uh, you shouldn't be naming the monthly payment, you know. The market should be telling you. But yes, you, you right. definitely want to advertise all the goodies they get with this with this association dues. Okay. Okay. Now, see, right. If somebody goes and refinances that thing for the 110 Crap! They're gonna. Have, I don't know. What do you think? Today's current rates. Uh, I bet their payment ain't gonna be more. What six, seven hundred a month max? Right. And so now they got plenty of room to add those dues on there, so they wouldn't scare them so bad if they want to use the goodies that come with them. Okay. If they don't, then it's a kind of mental drag. You know, I ain't playing golf. Why am I paying all this money? Well, half the people that live here don't play golf. Well, that's true. That's true. Half the people who live in uh, actually here's some numbers for you. Eighty-five percent of the people who live in equestrian communities don't own a horse. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> who figured? Who figured that one out? But, you know, they get to look at the golf course, don't they? Yeah. And they get to feel like they're in a classy area, because they are. 
Yeah. And how are you going to live any cheaper than that near a golf course? Uh, I don't think you can. Nope. Yeah, so there you go. You know, I don't all think right. you've got a hard sale at all. So to be careful well, that you don't get in the, that, uh, you know, I'm desperate and I'm going to give this thing to the first person that comes along mindset. No, no, we're not that. Uh, okay. Um, uh, you put uh, this thing on the market. I'll and then I'm going to get back up to Wisconsin and hit it. All right. Well, well, that's more reason why I want you to find somebody of a little quality to put in this house. And okay. the minimum, the minimum that I want you to take down is five grand. Yeah, I was okay. taking five or ten. Well, you let the market tell you. Okay. Now, here, and here's what you could tell them. Look, I owe 130 on it, but the sales price is whatever it appraises for at the time you buy it, not to exceed the loan balance. Okay. Mm-hmm. How's that sound? Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. We'll go get a short sale when you're ready to buy it. And you can, meantime, you can just live in it on a long-term lease, just make the payment. You get the benefit of the debt reduction. All you need is five grand to move in. You will have no trouble selling that one, sir. I wish I could have got a hold of that when I bought it. You bet. You bet. <laughs> you bet. Hey, thanks a lot, Ron. All right. Bye-bye. All okay, right, Okay, we, we have Dave back on the line. Okay, welcome Dave, back, huh? Dave. Well, I hope my connection is a little it better. It is a lot better. No, thank you. Um, I've got uh, a, a lead here where the asking price is about 325. All right. Arv. Uh, the 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 Arv I, I get a mixture of comps on this anywhere from 250 to uh, 350. All right. And the so payment? The payment is 1500 a month. Well, that's they've good. They've got uh, two and a quarter left on their mortgage. Okay. So they've got some equity. So they're asking. Uh, what did you say they're asking? Three and a quarter. Three twenty-five. All right. Well, you've got plenty of room to get them down on price then, if you need to. Um, yeah, they they say they they want to move to get their kids in a different school district. All right. Are they do they intend to go qualify for another loan? Uh, that I didn't ask. Uh, I'm okay. assuming they will want to qualify for another loan. Did you ask them if they would lease purchase? Yeah, they, you know, they're 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 undecided about a uh, lease purchase. Well, Dave, if or, they don't want to, they don't. To, if they don't want a lease purchase, you shouldn't even be having this conversation with me. Because if they don't, okay. you don't have a deal. Okay. You got the property information, well, they, they right? They, yeah, they, they they said they would listen to an offer, but you know, they. Just I think you're wasting money. your energy. Oh, okay. They do not seem motivated at all to me, and you should ask them right on the telephone before you spend any time with them whatsoever. In fact, your VA should have already asked the question, would you consider the lease purchase? And if the answer comes back, no, there's no place for you to go with that deal. Okay. All right. See how fast and easy it is to screen them out? What you're doing is taking a one of a, probably, my guess is right, a handful of a few leads that you've acquired and trying to make it into a deal. And it doesn't work that way. Right. I know, I know, I know. Okay. You're trying to make chicken salad out of chicken shit. That's that's. You can write that one down. You can't do that. It doesn't work that way. You've got to find the people who give you the goods resounding yeses to the question that I'll either own a finance or I'll lease purchase and, and or I'll sell for what I owe on it. And all three of those questions are right there on your sheet. Now you only work with the ones that give you the positive answers. You don't waste time with people who... Well, I'll think about you tell me what you can do and you know, that's those those are the kind of people you do not want to be talking to. 
they'll take you right out of the business, man. They'll make you think. Okay. They'll, make, they'll make you think there's something wrong with you. When in reality, there's nothing wrong with you. You just have that pre-screened your seller. Deal with the people who want to deal with you, and whack the rest at lightning speed. The people who want to deal with you, Dave, will make it crystal clear. Okay. What's what's the second? Very one good. Got? Thank you. Said you had two. Uh, well, after talking through the first one, the second one may fall into the same category. All right. Are you calling these they, people they yourself? Don't know, they don't know if they want a lease option or not. Okay. Are you calling these people yourself? Uh, this is a VA sheet. I haven't talked to them yet. I've been playing telephone tag with these Did people. your VA get an answer, yes or no, to the appropriate question in the middle of your sheet? Uh, they said no. Then you don't have. But then down in the comments, they say they might listen to it. So you know. All right. Well, then it doesn't hurt for you to call them back and say, "Look, what I can do is very simple. I'll lease your, I'll lease option your property for a price if we can agree upon it. I don't, I don't have to have it much below market, but I don't want to pay top dollar for it. Uh, and uh, I will, I will." Uh, make your rent payment equal to your monthly payment until sometime in the future, uh, and it gets paid off. Uh, all of the repairs are my responsibility, and in your case, you'd probably want to sandwich lease this one because they got a $1,500 payment on a $350,000 house. You can get a pretty good monthly spread there. Okay. But since they're not flexible enough to discuss it anyway, moot, but in the future, you just call them up and you tell it like it is. Here's what I can do. Don't sugarcoat it. Just tell them what you can do. Try to get the benefits out ahead. For example, I'll absorb all the repairs after the first 30 days, and I'll make a payment. I'll make I'll pay you rent equal to your payment. That's a benefit. Uh, there's no cost to you. That's a benefit. We can agree upon a price uh, somewhere near market, but it's got to be a little below. And um, sometime in the future, we'll get you paid off. All of those are benefits. Now, if you bring out those benefits and you get a, a, a negative answer, you've done all you can do, man. There's nothing nothing whatsoever to worry about or be ashamed about or apologize for or even feel bad about. You're looking for the people who want to work with you. And when you pose those questions like that and, and they still say no, then it's no. We're done. Yeah. Make, make that them work to sell their home to me. Yeah. So go get more leads instead of trying to make everyone you get into a deal. Okay. Uh, we'll tell you this much. Great. If you, Thanks if you, a lot. If you get a VA calling about 15 of these a week, there's always two or three in there that are worthy of following up on. But when, okay. you, when you get a VA calling. I'm not getting quite that many a week now, but. And know, therein lies the problem. They're working their way up. Work on fixing that problem, all of you. Work on fixing that problem. That means that you have to make sure that your VA understands that you need 10 or 15 of these a week or they are going to have to be replaced. Now, I just spent a couple days with Elsa, and she clearly understands this, so it's up to you to make sure that your VA clearly gets the fact that we can't accept two or three of these things a week, and if that's all you can produce, then you're not my guy or gal. And, and that's up to you to set that standard. Okay. All right. Thanks a lot. Well, good luck.
Bye. Bye. Okay, next we have Ruth. Ruth, go ahead. Hi, Ruth. Hi there, Ron. How are you today? I'm Peachy. Where are you from? <laughs> I'm in Arizona. However, I'm both Arizona and California. I just moved here to Arizona, but I'm working both markets. Okay. I'm working a little bit different scenario. I started a rent-to-own business uh, about a year ago that took off like a blast, and it was a, a whole heck of a lot busier than I really expected it to be. However, I want to do a, a different twist on it. I kind of tapped out the investor I was working with. My rent-to-own business, we would buy homes that was REOs or short sales. And the, our client, rent-to-own client, would go out and I would let them find a property that they were interested in, and then we would purchase that property um, under market, of course. Yes. And then we would have the investor purchase that property from us. But now I would, because the clients are getting impatient now, uh, and they do a little bit more complaining that I would really want to deal with, so I'm thinking more about going ahead, buying the property, uh, the old-fashioned way, and then putting the client into that property. But I want to find out or get in your input and what you think is a, is a reasonable um, property. Because I'm buying pretty homes that are short sale foreclosure that pretty much are um, rent ready. Uh, what kind of investment or equity would you consider is a good investment for someone? Okay, well, in the pretty home market. All right. Well, you're not going to like my answer. Okay. <laughs> I, well, let me see if I can recap what I think you're doing. You're getting, okay. You're getting a, um, an investor to put up the money to buy the house. Yes. After your buyer tells you they want it. Yes. And probably paying more than you should is my best guess. Well, I'm trying to buy it at uh, 80 to 85% of the current market value or R. Like I said, you're paying way mm -hmm. too much. Mm -hmm. I mean, girl, you are grossly overpaying for those properties. I mean grossly overpaying. Uh, when all over the country, and especially in Arizona, we can buy them for probably 50 to 60% max. Okay. So the first thing you've got to do is get better at buying because mm -hmm. you're really not likely doing your investors a big favor here. Okay. If I'm not mistaken, you are selling these things pretty darn close to retail value. Are you not with a tenant buyer in them? Um, actually, I'm buying them about 80 to 50, 85% below market. Um, I'm going 10 to 15% over the current market value, uh, resale to the tenant. So I'm reselling it, well, so they get a resale. You're losing me. Mm -hmm. First of all, you're buying them at about 15% below market, not 85%. Yes. All right. Yes. And you're selling them to the tenant buyer for over market, so you're not putting an investor in the middle. You're not yes, the investor. The yes, the investor is in the middle. So I'm making maybe five to ten thousand dollars, depending on what that property is going for. So let's say I'm making about an average of ten thousand dollars. Wow. But the the buyer is getting the investor is getting about fifteen percent over the current market value. Well, no, they're not. Not until the tenant buyer cashes them out. And yes, correct, about correct. Ninety percent of them will not. Correct. 
So all you're doing is putting your investors into houses at 85% cash flow. Mm -hmm. for cash, which that mm -hmm. is, I mean, you're not doing them a favor. You're doing them a mm -hmm. huge disservice. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's not, that, that, that accomplishes nothing but put them into a property that they're probably leveraged to the max on and setting them up for failure. I okay. do not like your business model. I told you you wouldn't like my answer, didn't I? Oh, no way. This is why I'm talking to you. All right. Why don't you quit worrying about investors? First thing I suggest you do is you get a whole lot better at buying these things correctly because you are buying them mm -hmm. incorrectly. With the Axe program, and I have actually whoa, 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 done that stop. as well. It's got nothing to do with Axe. Okay. You are not doing an Axe program. You are okay. buying properties, and you're funding them with the private money, and you're putting a lease mm -hmm. up to tenant buyer in there, and you're getting a little old $5,000 for doing it, which is less than you should get out of wholesaling a house. Right. Uh, I mean, you're not getting paid anywhere near what you should be getting paid. On the mm -hmm. other hand, you're not providing a service that's worth paying mm -hmm. you for. So okay. I'm going to suggest, number one, that mm -hmm. you get better at buying houses. Okay. Have you been to my Quick Start School? Not yet. I haven't, but I see that you're going to be in L.A. here this month. Yeah, well, how did I know the answer to that question before? <laughs> you could get my Quick Start School, and anybody in there caught you paying that much money for those houses, they'd be the person mm -hmm. you'd be looking up so that they could sell houses to you. Mm -hmm. And they'd be making a killing. All right, so first, don't buy another house till you figure out how to buy it. Okay. And you don't have to wait to L.A., incidentally. I'm doing one in Baltimore at the end of this month, and it's going to be the same stuff. Okay. Uh, fly across country. It won't hurt you. We're going to be dealing in houses that are L.A. prices. Okay. All right. Secondly, uh, instead of finding investors mm -hmm. and selling them houses, you should mm -hmm. be finding lenders and having mm -hmm. them put loans on the houses for you and not selling them. You keep them. Right, right. So when I teach yeah, I you have... how to buy the property in L.A. Mm -hmm. at 60% mm -hmm. of ARV, mm -hmm. and you borrow 65% of ARV, mm -hmm. and then you put the tenant buyer in there at 100% of ARV mm -hmm. and get $10,000 or more out of them for a deposit, mm -hmm. now you're pulling money out of the loan a little, You've, mm -hmm. got, you've got a positive cash flow because you're structuring it so that your payment will way more than offset your outgoing, your rent will offset your outgoing payment. Right. Your tenant buyer is responsible for all of the repairs. Correct. From day one, you do not renovate anything mm -hmm. ever. Tenant buyer takes it as is. Tenant buyer is responsible for all the repairs, so they give you ten, fifteen thousand dollars up front. So mm -hmm. your upfront money comes from the cash from them and from the extra loan proceeds, and a little bit on monthly cash flow. But you won't get, your cash flow will be very skinny mm -hmm. because I want you to take these houses and amortize them over a 10-year loan. Right. With your private lender at 7 okay. or 8%. Now, in 10 years, you'll have millions of dollars worth of houses, free and clear, okay. producing a massive amount of monthly income that you now can live on. Right, and that's what I want. And, and just keep these things to provide for you mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. I do have um, I do have that system set up as well, and I have actually done a couple of them. But the thing is, building upon that the correct way, yes. Well, there are two keys here. The first key is learning how to buy them right, and you got correct. a ways to go on that one. 
And okay. I will teach you everything you need to do to do that. And by the way, okay. I don't care that you live in L.A., so don't use that one on me. Yes, okay. We, we buy no differently in L.A. than we do anywhere else in the country. Just some of the areas in L.A. we have higher dollars. That's all. We still get right. the huge spreads. It's all about okay. picking the right areas with the right mm -hmm. properties so that we can target mm -hmm. the ones we can buy so cheap. Mm -hmm. That's key number okay. one. That's easy for you to learn. Okay. Key, key number two is finding the private money, and that's a little process you've got to go through. And mm -hmm. that's not difficult at all either once you get it started. Mm -hmm. and, and right. You, so if you crack those two nuts, mm -hmm. you can build an empire very, very quickly because buying these bank-owned properties right now is his child's play at, at the prices you can buy them at wherever you live in the country. Okay, because I did take you up on that uh, Cameron Dunlap, and I am I have learned how he's getting his cash flow. So I just wanted to get your input. So I am hearing you. Okay. Get to the Quick Start yeah. School, and we'll create a business model that you'll like a lot better than the one you got. All right. Yours is heading right. trouble. All right. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Good day. Bye. -bye. All right. John, who else we got? There's no further questions. All right, guys, you better get your questions in here now. Or we're going to have a early cutoff tonight. So, if, and also, if you got any properties you want to talk about, uh, get on the phone with John. I don't have to have the property information sheet as long as you got the information. So, I'll give you a second here, and I'll be right back. All right. Um, so, uh, go ahead and get to John if you got questions. Let me open it up and see what it sounds like. Ooh, noisy. All right, you guys got to have any questions for us? How do I get in touch with John? Star zero. Star zero to get John. Okay, I'll give him a minute there. John, you holler at me when they get in, will you? I'm back. Okay. Okay, I have Sam on the line. Sam, go ahead. Sam, where are you from? From New Jersey. Okay. How you doing? Good. I just had a quick question. Um, I'm not sure if uh, if I probably missed this, but um, in regards to the um, lease purchase options of the Act deal, uh -huh. after I know um pretty much that um, as far as getting a tenant buyer and putting them in the house. And and making them responsible for all repairs and and anything that goes on with the house. As far as the taxes is concerned, is the seller still responsible for paying the um the taxes on a quarterly basis? Uh, seller is always responsible for paying the taxes, but usually they're escrowed in as mortgage anyway. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. The tenant buyer just okay. pays rent, but the rent covers PITI from the seller. Okay. It's Okay. Okay. Now, if they're off, it's a free and clear house now, then the tenant buyer should be paying enough to cover, you know, rent, a reasonable rent and taxes and insurance, and that's structured a little differently. When you say free and clear, you mean there's there's no there's no debt on on the house anymore? Correct. So, if a seller lease options you a house that's free and clear, he's going to want to collect enough money to make him happy that he's collecting decent rent plus enough to pay for the taxes and insurance. Even Correct. so, that's really not the tenant buyer's concern. All they're concerned about is how much is my rent payment every month. Right. Okay. 
Now, um, for some, I, I guess, like, um, my, my next question is, like, for people that are, like, um, in the process of losing their homes or, or in foreclosure or, you know, looking to sell, what will, pre what will prevent them from, you know, I guess if they're not getting the price that they want because of the market, what will prevent them from, from doing a lease purchase options or putting tenant buyers in the house and collecting that down payment or whatever the case may be? Like, what would prevent them from even considering that as an option? Well, first of all, they don't know how to do it. Second of all, they, many of them wouldn't do it if they did know how to do it. And frankly, there's nothing you're going to do for a seller that a seller can't do for themselves. So you might want to ask, why do sellers need realtors? Because mm. they don't want to sell it or they don't know how to sell it. And same thing here. No service mm. you can do for a seller that a seller can't do for themselves if they wanted to or if they knew how to do it. Most of them simply don't know how to do it or even, don't even know that the option's available. Right. right. To be honest with you, most people are so lazy they wouldn't want to mess with it if they did. People are always <laughs> looking for the path of least resistance, the fastest and the easiest way to do everything. And in mm. fact, frankly, I'm no different, are you? <laughs> don't don't we always want the fastest and easiest way to do everything? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. human nature. So some people, you know, you offer them a solution, they're happy to take it because in their mind, well, I've fixed the problem, and they have. Mm. Okay. Now, I know I noticed how, like, when I was I was reading up, I guess mostly around here, they call them, um, you know, rent to, rent to own, but um, how t – is is it is it usually that the typical um, way those contractors set up is for three years as opposed to ten, no. is, or is that just a method that you, that you? Um... There is no typical. Okay. If um, the house is over leveraged, that's usually the only time that we bring up the ten-year lease. Okay. That's to give the equity time to catch back up. In other words, we hope the value will go up and the debt will go down. And I mean, right. I, know, I know the debt will go down. So we know that 10 years is ample time for there to be enough equity so that the buyer can go refinance or sell the property. Mm -hmm. However, if it's not over leveraged, you know, that 10-year rule really doesn't apply. If mm -hmm. um, release option in a house for what it's worth or less than what it's worth, then the buyer can go qualify and get a loan anytime they want to. So the 10-year rule doesn't um, solve any problem. Usually that's a, a one- to three-year lease. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. And are the... Tenant buyers typically agreeing with the seller to purchase the to purchase the house at the loan value uh, on an act at, deal, but not okay. not if you're sandwiching it. If you're in the middle of it, let's say I lease option the house from you, and then I sublease it out to another tenant buyer, their price will be fixed. Okay. But I won't be selling it to them for over over the market value today, so they can go get a loan anytime they want and cash me out. I see. When I'm in the middle, I don't want the tenant buyer to have the benefit of the debt pay down. I want that for myself. So sales price is fixed. When I'm not in the middle, I could care less. Let the buyer get the benefit of the debt pay down because the seller's got nothing coming anyway. Okay. That's, that's why we're out here looking for sandwich lease options, guy. We're not really looking for the axe deals. They're what we take as leftovers when we can't stay in the middle and make a profit uh, ongoing. The real okay. Money, the real money is in the deals you create where you stay in the deal. You get cash today from the deposit, you get cash monthly from the spread, and then you get cash on the back end when the seller pays more for the property than you owe, and you keep the difference. 
Okay, because you, cause you, you guys settled the, the fixed costs up front. Well, yeah. In, 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 yeah, right. When I okay. lease it from the seller, I'm probably going to lease it for the loan balance at the time I purchase it. Mm-hmm. Thus, my purchase price is getting lower and lower every month. But mm-hmm. when I sublease that out to the buyer, I'm not giving them that option. They get a fixed price. They can buy it whenever they get around to it. Gotcha. I get the benefit every month of that debt pay down. Okay. All right. Makes sense. I hope so. Sounded good. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm looking to uh to get into these and understand them a little bit more. Well, get trained. That's the smartest thing you can do. Get to the quick start school and let us work with you. Let us give yourself a little time and it'll come to you, but you need to see examples laid out before you. You know, when mm-hmm. we get you in the school, we actually do deals, your deals all week. For four days, we do deals, live deals, real deals, not classroom stuff, real deals. You bring them in, we call your sellers, we create deals, we send out contracts, we get them on the telephone, we do it all right there in class. Okay. That's what everybody loves so about And, you know, no, no, no better way to learn than to do what you're tr- trying to teach. Right. What's the, um? do you have anything um coming towards uh, the um northeast, like closer to Jersey um, anytime soon? Baltimore, at the end of this month. Okay. Last three days of this month, first day of July, and I'll be there myself, be teaching the whole thing. The last okay. boot camp we did in Baltimore, we made 16 offers on bank-owned houses and bought five of them. Mm. And we got the All same right. crew going out again. Plus, I expect this time we're going to have a boatload of uh, FISBO deals to work. So, see what you can do to get there. We need, need to finance, we'll finance it for you. All of you, call the office. Let me want in. Let us figure out how to get you in. All right, okay. let me get another question or two here. John, do we have somebody else on the line? Yes, we do. Okay, go. Okay, we have Gabriel. Gabriel, hey, go bro, ahead. Where are you from? I'm from Texas. Texas, okay. What's up? Yes, uh, actually I have a deal that um, it's uh, my VA took. Okay. Uh, the... Asking price is eighty five. Okay. Uh, the value is about uh, about one thirty one forty. Well, that's nice. Uh, All right. Oh, sixty seven thousand. Wow. To the bank. Okay. Okay. Here's the kicker. Uh, they are currently uh, this Wednesday would be three months past due. That's not a problem with that much equity, man. Uh, they are, so the uh, notes are around six twenty nine. It's just PI. Wow. Okay. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Three years back tax is about forty five hundred dollars worth of tax back tax. Okay. Well, here's the deal. Okay. Um, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to put a little cash into this deal to make it work because you got to get those payments caught up, but they don't have to come out of your pocket. So here's what I'd like for you to do. First, did you ask them if they'd sell it to you for what they owe on it? Okay. Did you ask that? Uh, they'd say yes. Okay. Then you should get a contract and buy it subject to and buy it for what's owed on it. Okay. That means you're buying it for 67 Now, when you do that, Gabriel, was Gabriel? Yes. Okay. When you do that now, you really should make up their three payments at closing. Okay. You don't need to worry about those taxes right now. Okay. Now, and, and in fact, the only... 
part of the taxes that you need to worry about is that you have to watch to make sure that it doesn't go to a tax deed sale. And if you pay the oldest year, Gabriel, and just keep the oldest year paid, it'll never go to a tax deed sale. You follow me? Okay. You do not yeah. have to pay all three years. Okay. You just got to make sure that you, that you that you don't forget. And of course, if you transfer ownership to you, then you're the one that's going to get the tax notices, so you can't forget. Okay. With me? So you go get a contract. You'll buy it for what's owed on it. You'll pay the closing costs because in Texas it's almost nothing. Okay. But at the same time, you're going to make up those back payments, and I want you to do that now. Don't try to weasel around that because if you don't do that, then um, it, it could create a bad situation. Okay. And well, they, they, he's talking to the bank. Uh, well, and tell him to quit talking to the bank and, and just go buy it and make up the payments forget about the bank okay you don't need the bank's permission to do anything now they haven't filed okay. foreclosure have they no they have not but they said if he misses the third payment which is wednesday that they were going to start um all right start the foreclosure process well for, unfortunately in texas that don't take but three weeks so you better get on the ball get this thing under contract and get it closed and get those payments brought current okay all right Okay. Uh, you won't have any problem with the bank taking them because they'll sure take them. But you let your closing agent take. Uh, you let your closing agent. Well, no, actually, your closing agent collects the money to, to make the bring the payments current. But you make sure that they get sent in there immediately. Okay. And so you now just bought this house for sixty-seven thousand plus three back payments, which is only a couple thousand more, and. Forty-five hundred dollars worth of taxes that you inherit, but only have to pay one year right now. Okay, that is a sweet deal, sir. Well, it's a three-two bedroom house with seven and a, uh, almost eight acres with uh, three what? ponds. What? And now we got eight acres on top of that. You got to be yeah. kidding me. Okay. How come you don't have this under contract, Gabriel? Well, my VA just sent it to me just a while ago. Well, you better get on the phone, make an appointment to go see him, and make a deal before you leave and get it under contract before you leave that house tomorrow. Okay. Uh, when we hang okay. up, you get on the telephone. Okay. And if I were you, I'd okay. make the appointment as early in the day as possible because I'm telling you if one of my other investors gets a hold of this deal, man, you're going to lose it. Okay. Well, there's someone nearby. Huh? <laughs> I said, there's someone nearby. All right. You talked about him a few times. Do you have a contract? I have a, I have a contract. All right. You know how to fill it out? Yeah. Uh, well, Lynette was going to help me fill it out. Oh, you, Lynette's your mentor? Yes. Oh, well, you're in, you're in good shape. You get on telephone with her, and, and uh, you fill it out, and you send it to her. But, frankly, I wouldn't worry about that. I'm more concerned you get out there and get that thing signed by the seller than I am even okay. filling it out right, man. Okay. <laughs> and then you can get it to an attorney, and he'll let, he'll tell you if you need to correct something on that contract. Okay. All right. There's a, there's an example. So that means you've been to my boot camp. There's an example of a subject to contract right in the manual now. Yeah. Just go yeah, follow. Went to the Good. Good for you. All right. So go take that thing subject to and get it closed as fast as you possibly can. Are the people still living in it? No, they have moved out. Even better. I mean, like, get it under contract tomorrow, Wednesday, and close it Friday. 
Okay. Because the faster, okay, the better. We'll hmm? Okay. You got well, a, I appreciate it, Rob. You got an attorney? Uh, I got, uh, I've talked to Andrew, uh, which is one of your students in Tyler, and he says he has one in, in there in Tyler, so I'm going to get in touch with him. All right. If, if, you do, if you can't find an attorney fast enough, you just get a title company and close this thing. Okay. You hear me? I'm telling yes. you, do not let any grass go under your feet or somebody's going to steal this deal from you. Okay. All right. You, 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 you just, you just, I'm telling you, you got what? What do you got in there? $80,000 worth of equity if you business house? Yes. That they just give to you. Wow. When people think education okay. is expensive, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, Go for it, man. I want to know how it works out, too. I will. I'll, I'll let you know, Ron. All right, Gabriel. Thanks. All right. Thank you. That's a good one, man. That's a good one. All right, John, you got anything else? Yes, I do. I have All David. Right. All right, David. Hi, Ron. Can you hear me? I can. Okay, you called from North Carolina. A question about the axe deals. Uh, is there something that uh, I, I just haven't seen it, if it's there, but something to prevent the seller and the potential uh, potential buyer from getting together around you? Well, you cannot go and even look for a buyer till you get a contract signed by the seller. Yes. Now that contract can either be a purchase and sale agreement if you're buying it with owner financing or taking it subject to, or it can be a lease purchase agreement. But that yeah, this is for an X deal. You must yes. get that signed before you go looking for a buyer. So if you do that, I'm not worried about the seller in running you. Okay, I just wondered if you, you know, they waited for you to get out of the picture and then uh, and your time to run out, so to speak, and then uh, you know reconnect it. But uh, well, you never mentioned that, so I figured it must not be a problem. Well, now when's your time going to run out? I mean, if it's a purchase and sale agreement, you're going to give yourself at least 30 days to close. Right. And if you can't find a buyer in 30 days, you probably don't want the deal anyway. Okay. <laughs> All right. Lease purchase deal. Uh, on an axe deal, you're going to lease purchase it right then and there in their home. They can't back out of that deal. You're already closed. Yes. You, you get okay. that? Got it. Thank okay. you. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. John, how are we doing? There's no further questions. All right. Well, guys, you're letting me off the hook a little earlier last night or tonight, unless somebody jumps in there with a last-minute question. I'm going to give you about one minute, and then we will end it. So I'm here if you're ready. Don't forget, write down in your book, second Monday of every single month at 7 p.m., we're having the same call. So uh, if you want to get me some property information sheets, go right ahead and make a note. Write down your questions ahead of time and uh, use this time wisely. All right. Any, anybody in there coming in, John? Yes, I have Gabriel back on. Oh, Gabriel, you just made it, man. You better move faster than that I, at an auction, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I have a quick question. What would be my exit strategy on uh, this one in Texas? Uh, well, your only exit strategy is to sell it with an AITD or just put a tenant in it, which you don't want to do. So I'd sell it with an AITD, all-inclusive okay. trustee. What's your purchase okay, price going to be? 67? What What'd you say no. the ARV was? 140. Okay. Sell it for 149. Get as much down as you can, maybe even 15, 20 grand. Make up. You've got to pay the taxes current at that time. 
your payments will already be current on the underlying loan, and you just do a wrap. Okay. So if they're buying it for 149, let's say they give you fifteen thousand dollars down, that means they owe you 134, and you're going to get them in there for a payment of about twelve, thirteen hundred dollars a month. So you're going to get a nice monthly spread. Put them in there for a five-year balloon. Okay. And just sit there and, and have somebody collect payments and make payments for you. Deposit the difference in your bank account every single month with nothing else to do. Okay. Well, you just want to make sure we'll, we'll be my exit strategy. But I appreciate it, Ron. Well, uh, and in this case, with all that equity in it, Gabriel, I'd find somebody that uh, your uh, mortgage broker feels like they can get qualified for a loan in the next uh, year or less. Because this is one you okay. want to cash out of to get that big load of cash in your hand. Now, if you're smart, you will force it to not cash you out for at least a year. Okay. And then you pay 15% tax instead of 35% tax. Okay. Because you've got quite a chunk of money coming there when you do get cashed out. Now, since I do plan on cashing out within a year, would I do it under my LLC, or would it be better to do it in a, in I'd a take port? it in. I'd just take it in a land trust, buy it in a land trust, and uh, let that land trust sell it, and not let that... Uh, and take back a mortgage. Okay. Because All right. If you want to do it on right, your well, LLC, that it, it's okay to do it in your LLC. At least everybody understands that. Okay. Well, if they, just for any reason, if they don't understand the land trust, exactly just do it in the LLC? Yeah. I've got people all over Texas using land trust, but if it's a big deal, just do it in an LLC. Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. Okay. Well, thank you very much. All right. Well, good luck with it, man. All right. Thank you. All right. John, do we have any or not? Yes, we do. We have Sam. All right, Sam, you are the last question of the night. I hope it's a good one. Um, yeah, I was um, – I know I was curious to uh, – you spoke a little bit about um, funding of basically these real estate properties with your 401K or your um, – I mean, not your 401K, your, uh, or the Roth IRA. Uh-huh. Um, like as as far as that as far as it's concerned, like basically, uh, my question is, if someone purchases a home for the first time, I know like you know you're basically they give you that option if if you're a first time home buyer. Yes. And after you purchase that home, is there like a time frame that you have to wait in order to use your your Roth IRA to purchase another home and be considered a first time home buyer to to avoid the tax implications? You can only use money for a down payment now. You can't purchase the home with the IRA money. Okay. And you're going to have to go to your IRA administrator and get the rules on that because I'm not uh, clear. I, I uh, don't, frankly don't even know that it has to be your first home, but I do know you can use it for a down payment. Gotcha. I also know, I also know you can't use your IRA to pay cash for a house and then move into the house. So You can't, you can't use your IRA to pay cash and then move into it? You cannot live in a house that your IRA uh, purchases. Okay. All right. I got you. All right. Okay. Well, guys, that's it for tonight. John, thank you very much for uh, helping us out here. And Guys, I appreciate everybody listening, and I'll see you again in a month now. Remember, second, second Monday, 7 o'clock p.m., set your timers. And I'll see you next month, if not before, if I don't see you in Baltimore. So good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you, John.